We work hard at being healthier. And what we really need is better quality sleep. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed intelligently senses your movements and automatically adjusts your comfort and support on both sides. This is not a bed. It's proven quality sleep. It's the biggest sale of the year where all beds are on sale. Save 50% on the new Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed, plus special financing only for a limited time. To find your local Sleep Number store, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. Shoot him in the face, they basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blow this head off. And I feel something pulling at my leg. And I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling at me. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I saw three long bony fingers with like claws on the end reach up underneath the door curl up to grab it and then disappear it's almost like they're unzippering our reality they stick their heads through and they look around and if it looks like the coast is clear they step through the rest of the direction if you take the head you get the whole package if you don't take the head off then what happens is they disappear This was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. But then I look over to my left, on the far side of the room, and there's Jack. And he's got blood on his face. He looks at me, and he just says one word. Oops. I've been killing ETs longer than most people have careers. I reached my hand into this bush and I touched air. I couldn't breathe and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster. Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals, a proud featured show of blogtalkradio.com. I am your host, Tony Merkel. Thanks for being here. If you've had an encounter or a story you'd like to share on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is theconfessionalspodcast at gmail.com. That's theconfessionalspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the connection section, and you can reach me that way as well. Before we get into this week's show, I just want to give a quick shout-out to Sasquatch Chronicles and Wes Germer for making their switch to Revolver Podcast. Revolver Podcast invited them to join their platform, and that is a huge move for Sasquatch Chronicles, and it's so big that the AP News even picked it up. So congratulations to Sasquatch Chronicles and Wes Germer for making that big switch for yourself. It's awesome. I wish you nothing but success over there at Revolver Podcast. So this week, we have a great show coming up. We have Jake coming on, and Jake has seen a head that was just hovering above these bushes that were almost seven feet tall. And when you do the deduction, it could only be one thing. Or what do you think? Let's get into it right after this. All right, tonight I have a great guest coming on. I have Jake, and Jake emailed me from Southern California. How you doing, Jake? I'm doing good, Tony. How are you, man? I'm doing fine, man. We were just sitting here chit-chatting a little bit. You got some uh, interesting stories to share. And, you know, before you go into some of the things you've seen on the mountain and things like that, why don't we just go into uh, your stepdad's experience with uh, a Bigfoot? Okay. So I live in Southern California. 
close to San Diego, and this specific encounter that uh, happened to my stepdad happened in Valley Center, California, if anyone knows where that is. Um, California is not the most forested area, at least not Southern California, um, and there's not a lot of, like, dense brush, but in Valley Center, there's a lot of small oak forests and uh, sagebrush and, and just kind of a lot of stuff like that. And it was at nighttime. I think he said it was around 9 o'clock at night, and he was doing work up in Valley Center on top of a friend's roof, and it was just him, and he was up there, and the people that he was doing work for had two really big dogs. They had, I think they were either Great Danes or Dobermans or, or some really big, aggressive dog. And uh, he said they were outside just below where he was working in, like, a, a pen or a cage. And he was up there, and he was working on electrical, some electrical thing. And this house, I don't know about in other places, but here in California, there's a lot of times where big, really thick, like electrical cabling will run from like a pole that's close to the ground and then up onto like the roof of a building or a house or something like that. And that's, that was what was the case with this building that he was working on is it had, it had big electrical cabling coming down. It had like the yellow plastic around it and whatnot. And, uh, he was working on that. And then he started hearing footsteps like down below and he knew that the people that lived there weren't home. So it was, it was weird that, that, that he was hearing that he thought it was like an intruder of some sort. And, uh, he didn't call out or anything. He just kind of like looked over the side. He couldn't see anything. And then maybe five minutes later, he kept hearing it. And then he heard a really loud snap, like a, someone stepping on a twig or something like that. And uh, the dogs started going crazy. The two really big dogs. They just, they started blowing up. They were barking, all that. And uh, he turned like and looked down there and he couldn't see anything. And he didn't have a flashlight on him other than his phone. So he didn't really have a way to like illuminate what he was trying to see. And then he kept hearing the footsteps get closer and closer to the house. And then the dogs just went dead quiet. As you hear in classic Bigfoot encounters, they're just dead quiet. And uh, after that, the metal wiring started shaking. Like, and I don't know if you've, if you've like, grabbed those or, or held onto them or something like that, but those are big. They're hard to shake. And he said that they were like, you know when you take a rope and you, like, you like whip it up and down and it makes that, like, wave formation? It was almost like that. Like, it was moving like that. And then he heard a really loud, really high-pitched scream. Like, it sounded like, like, in, like I was saying, in a classic, like, Bigfoot-type story, you hear that really loud, really, like, almost like a woman screaming in the woods. He hears that from, like, just below the house. At that point, he backs up away from the roof, and he just, like, sat there, and he said that he sat up there for about, like, an hour, hour and a half. He didn't even want to come down from the roof because he had no idea what was down there that was strong enough to shake those cables. And then to also scream like that. And uh, he heard it walk off. It was on two feet. He said he heard it on two feet. It was a, a bipedal, not quadruped. And uh, he heard it walk off after that. He didn't hear any more screams or, or, or growls or anything like that. The dogs never made another noise. And then he went down off the roof like an hour and a half later. And that was it. And that was his, uh, his Bigfoot story that he told me. Wow. So let me ask you, did he stay up on the roof the whole time while it was there? I mean, like uh, you said, it was yeah. about an hour, hour and a half that until he came down. Was the Bigfoot there that whole time, or did he? It did it leave, and he stayed up there then an additional hour to an hour and a half. Yeah. So, so after it started shaking the wires, and after it screamed, he heard it walk off into the into the bush, into the undergrowth, and then he stayed on the roof an additional hour and a half just because he didn't want to go. He was he he didn't he heard it walk off, but if, you don't know if it's still there or not. You know what I mean? So right. he was just too scared to come down off the roof until like an hour and a half later. And he said after that, he didn't even, he wasn't even finished working. He just got all the stuff, got in his truck and just drove away. Now, did he think it was a Bigfoot? Did he, was that his explanation? You know, he never said anything. He never, he, I, the type of guy he is, he's like the, the old school, like, like, I don't believe, he doesn't believe in all, all this kind of stuff, ghosts and paranormal and Bigfoot and Dogman and UFOs. So he never really, he, he was the kind of person who was, I don't know what it was. And that's my story. You know what I mean? It was, that was it. Yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of hard to, I mean, I don't know if it's just because I'm in, I'm into the Bigfoot thing now and stuff, but like when you hear a story like that, you try to put yourself into somebody else's shoes where exactly. it's like, what were they feeling? What were they thinking? And you know, when you, with the details you just shared, I mean, I don't know what I'd be thinking. I, I, I mean, I, w I would, my natural reaction now would be, uh, that's Bigfoot, you know, but like exactly. then and stuff, I mean, exactly. uh, do you guys have large bear in that area at all? No, there's not, there, 
and this this is that why it was so odd is because there's not really like any large there's no there's no bears there's mountain lions there's cougars and there's there's coyotes and whatnot but there's no like big large there's no moose there's no there's no bears there's no there's deer but they're small you know they're not like anything crazy but the interesting part is that his daughter so that was my stepfather and his daughter my stepsister when I started getting into the, I got into this whole field of, of all this cryptids and paranormal because of Bigfoot, because I've always been interested in it. And about a year and a half ago, I started listening to all the different shows and whatnot. And then I talked to my stepsister about it, about his and my stepfather's encounter, because I wanted to know what she thought. And she agreed. She said, yeah, I think like now that I'm older and I've looked into it as well, I think it was Bigfoot that he ran into that night. Can't say for certain, but that's just, that's what we think. Yeah. I mean, it was something that, you know, was big enough and loud enough to scare a full grown man from not coming down off the roof when he knows there's two big dogs down there that could look out for him. I mean, that's, yep. I mean, when you put it in that perspective, it's like, yeah, something serious and, happened there. Yeah. And for me, the part too, is he, he, he described in when he was telling the story, I was maybe uh, 13, 14. And when he was telling the story, the part that really made me think that it was odd was that he said that the two dogs barked a lot. They went crazy at first, and then as it got, as the whatever was walking towards the house got closer, it completely stopped. They they just went dead quiet, and they he didn't say they were whimpering or anything, but they just said he said at one point they just no noise was coming from the dogs whatsoever. They just shut completely up, and I thought that was the most interesting part ever since I heard the story. Yeah, what kind of dogs were they? Do you remember? They were either Great Danes or they were Dobermans. It was one of the two. I can't remember which one, but I know they weren't pit bulls. I know they weren't labs or anything like that. They were like big Great Danes or some big Dobermans, one of the two. Wow. That, I mean, either way, those are big dogs. And if it's a pincher, I mean, yeah. those things, they, they're tough dogs. <laughs> they're real tough dogs. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah definitely. Yeah, those those kind of dogs. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw the uh, any pictures of what they call, I think it's the Russian bear dog or something like that, where it that they bred this dog literally to fight off bears back in the day from far- yeah, yeah, farms. Yeah. I've seen those. Yep. And the, yeah. those are the only dogs that I look at and I'm like, I wonder if you had like five of those, if, if they could take down a, a big foot, you know what I mean? Cause they're absolutely <laughs> huge yeah. and, and they're, they're they're not great family dogs just for the fact that if if you're in the family they're good with you but if you're not part of the family like if you don't live in that house but you're like say say you're the in-laws and they come over if you're not at the house and they come over to feed the dog or something like that that dog will go berserk it will not let them in the house you're gonna have you're gonna have a tough time trying to feed that dog if you're not the person who lives with it Right. And so that, that instinct that they have, I often wonder if you had like five of those on a farm somewhere and a Bigfoot that doesn't belong there comes on the property, what would they do? You know, like I, I'm very, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, or, or a dog man, either one. Yeah, absolutely. Either what do you one? A dog like that, five of them against facing off against a Bigfoot or something. From what I hear, I think they'd, they'd run tail the other way, but I'm not as knowledgeable in the subject. Yeah, I understand that. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Bigfoot? I mean, you've heard Wes's show, you've heard my show, uh, and there, it, it, it's like one of those things where there is no right or wrong answer because none of us know. So what yeah. are your thoughts on it? It's it's interesting you ask that because Bigfoot's how I got into this entire subject. And like I told you, I, I look up, I use Reddit, and I go online, and I listen to YouTube, and and Google Play Music, and listen to all my podcasts. I've been looking into Bigfoot and whatnot for the longest time. And, uh, I, I can't, I, I think it definitely exists. I don't know exactly what it is, but one of my favorite, there's a documentary on YouTube and I'm not trying to shout anyone out or anything, but I think it's mountain beast mysteries. And he has one called, uh, Sasquatch expedition number two. And he talks to a taxidermist who has had a lot of, of, uh, what do you call it? Exposure to people, hunters and whatnot, telling him their stories. And he made a, uh, a taxidermy, a, a replica of what he, uh, based on the encounters that he's, he's been told, he made a replica on what a typical Sasquatch or Bigfoot would look like. And I thought it was phenomenal because if I ran into that, even if they paced, if you placed that sculpture outside of my door and I walked out and didn't know it was there, I'd probably, it just turned tail and run the other way immediately. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand <laughs> no that. Way. You know, when I was out there almost every weekend, you know, in the woods, on the mountain, Appalachian Mountain, looking for this thing. Uh, 
I, I was very much under the philosophy of, and this is, mind you, this is before I had my son. Uh, but I was like, I'm not here to have an encounter with Bigfoot. I want to see this thing. I want to know it's real. And I'm, I know I'm, I'm looking in an area that it's had, you know, many sightings. And I was like, you know, if the best chance for me to get a clear shot with my camera of a Bigfoot is to pursue it, I think I would do it. I, I, I really did yeah. at, at that moment because I was like, I'm at peace with myself. I, I, I'm not, when I die, I, I don't have any question about, you know, where I'm going to go or anything like that. I'm at peace. Uh, and if I die by the hands of a Bigfoot, then mission complete, you know? And so yeah, that'd be, I, I was that'd like, be a way to go out. That would definitely be an interesting way to, uh, to pass on to the next life. Yeah. I mean, at least I could go out knowing, you know, <laughs> exactly. But now well, your favorite, your, your biggest like dream, you finished it just before you died. Right. And and now that I have my son, though, my philosophy's changed a little bit because it's no longer just about me. Because before it was like, well, if I die, Lin- Lindsay will find another husband. She'll be taken care of. She's an adult. She's fine. Uh, you know, yeah. but now that I have my son, you know, if I die, it's like, um, you know, who's going to raise him? You know what yeah, I mean? So there's yeah, so much stuff to do yet. I understand. So uh, I'm not looking to die anytime soon now. I'm no longer the suicidal Bigfoot <laughs> hunter. So. <laughs> So uh, before we move on to um, your some of the experiences you've had on the mountain, uh, you mentioned Dogman. What are your thoughts on Dogman? Dogman. Dogman, same thing as Bigfoot. I believe it's out there, and I believe uh, – I can't – I want to say that Dogman, in my opinion, has got to be some form of both a, a spiritual or non-physical being, but at the same time can also be a, a physical living, breathing creature because the, just the, I listen to Vic Cundiff's uh, Dogman encounters and the cryptid brothers. And, and I've heard a few uh, Dogman shows on your show as well. And, uh, I, that is definitely, I think if I had to choose between running face to face with a Bigfoot and a Dogman, I'd definitely choose the Bigfoot over the Dogman just cause I feel like my chances are, uh, are a little bit better with the Bigfoot than the Dogman. But I think it's incredible. Like some of the stories that, that people come forward with and whatnot just blow me away. I, I listen to all those shows constantly on my way to work, on my lunch, on my way home. I, so I hear them all the time and I dog man is just something I can't wrap my head around really. Yeah. And it's hard for anybody to really wrap their head around it. I mean, uh, it's hard to even figure, I mean, honestly, it's, it's hard to even wrap your head around Bigfoot. And then when you talk about yeah, this yeah. man, like dog that terrorizes people, but doesn't quite kill them, just kind of chases exactly. them around and scares the hell out of them. Exactly. It's like, yep. <laughs> what, what the heck is that, this? And thing? that's why, and that's why I think that it's both a, 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 a non-physical being and a physical being, because it's non-physical in the sense that it doesn't need to eat you to survive. In my opinion, I think it, it is one of those beings or, or, creatures, whatever, that thrives off of terror and negative emotions and whatnot, sort of like a demon. I've heard people say that the dog man is a demon and whatnot. And I think that that could not per se a demon, but some sort of a non-physical entity that, that feeds and thrives off of terror and anxiety and, and just screwing with someone's head so much that they don't even, they question their own reality. And it has to be a physical creature in order to completely do that because you don't hear that happen with ghosts. Ghosts, you can't, you can't touch a ghost. And when someone has a ghost encounter, at least ones that I've heard, no one is, is quite shaken up for the rest of their life. The way that someone who had a dog man hold the front of their car and then re like look its head into the car at you. That's a completely different situation in my opinion. Yeah, I, I get it, man. I get it. These things are freaking uh, they're out there. I mean, people are seeing them in growing numbers and it, it's like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't to- totally get it either myself. Uh, one of my patrons asked, why do they call it Dogman? Why don't they call it werewolves? Uh, have you ever heard of why people call it Dogman over werewolf? I'm just curious because I haven't. I've never heard. Of, I mean, I think that nowadays with how much technology has advanced and I mean, the fact that you're living in Pennsylvania and I'm in Southern California and we're talking on the phone just the, the, the relevance of technology makes it so that because people describe, I mean, the, the, the beast of uh, LBL, the land between the lakes, that thing, uh, it, it looks sort of like a Bigfoot, but it looks sort of like a dogman. And so some people say that it's a dogman and some people say that it's a Sasquatch or type three or whatever they call it. But I think dogman instead of, because when you think of werewolf, you think specifically of Van Helsing and, and stuff like that, where it's a classic, it's a werewolf, some, someone who transforms into a wolf. 
or a dog man, technically. I don't think that that's a dog man is personally. I don't think that it's someone who transforms into this beast on a full moon or whatever. I think that it's its own. It is a creature. Like it's its own thing. It's not a human that's, that's forming into something. It is its own creature. And I think that that's when people changed from saying werewolf to dog man is because, sorry, roll my window real quick. Um, is because it's not someone transforming. It's its own entity. That makes sense. I mean, uh, because when you think about werewolf, it's the classic, you know, this guy was bit by a werewolf and now he turns into a werewolf whenever there's a full moon, but then he turns back. And with Dogman, it's just, there's a lot more questions. We don't know what this thing is. We don't know if it is a man that turns into a dog or if it's just a creature out there uh, or if it's some kind of demonic thing. We we just, we have no idea, but it looks like a dog and it looks like a man. So we call it Dogman. I think it's just the simplest term to put all of those different types of, whether it's a type three Bigfoot or a dog man or whatever. I've heard, I think it was on, it was either your show or it was the cryptid brothers where someone described it looking like a hyena. It looked like an upright eight foot tall hyena with like a mane. And I thought that was crazy. I was like, see, that looks completely different from something that you see in Van Helsing or in uh, the Harry, in I forgot which Harry Potter it was, but where the guy turns into the werewolf, that looks completely different than, an eight foot upright, upright walking hyena. No. Yeah, actually, I I really do agree with you. And it's just, you know, a mystery that is yet to be solved. So uh, we're going to take a break right now. When we come back, we will get back into it with Jake. with Sasquatch Chronicles and you're listening to The Confessionals with Tony Merkel. Why don't you kind of talk to us about some of the encounters and experiences you've had on the mountain? Uh, you know, it's, it seems okay. like it's one of those mountains that just has a story to tell in itself. Yeah, it's... Uh, okay, so I'm going to go into a little bit of a backstory here just because the mountain is is a, an important and a special place for me. And if anyone that knows me is ever listens to this, they're going to know exactly who I am and everything about me because I, I bring people up to the mountain all the time. It's just, it's one of my favorite places. So, um, it's, it's basically just a little road that you walk down and it leads up to a, a a federal or a a city water tower or something like that. And then along that water tower, there's places where you can kind of like sit down. Uh, there's some rocks you can sit on. There's no big trees. It's all what we call chaparral here. It's just sage bushes and, and thick, I, I think there was a, it, it's just thick, heavy, dense brush that's maybe six to seven feet tall at the most. And uh, it's, it's not fun to walk through. But this has a little trail and you can get up there and you can, it overlooks a lake and it overlooks part of uh, the city that I live in. And uh, so it's really cool to go up there and just hang out with your friends. You maybe, I mean, do whatever you want to do up there. And uh, one thing that's always happened on the mountain since I've been going up there and I've been going up there for maybe seven to eight years or so now like it's been a part of my life since i've for since i was like 12 13 somewhere around there and uh one thing that's always happened on the mountain is at a specific part where you start walking up the hill at a specific part every single time the temperature changes from if it's if it's hot at the bottom part at that specific moment where you cross that line it gets cold or if it's if it's cold at the bottom and you cross that line it gets hot and it's really weird because it's not always hot when you cross over there and it's not always cold. It's, it's one of the two. It's really, and I know that, that heat rises and whatnot, but that's not what's going on here. This is like a literal line on the road where once you pass over it, the temperature changes, like you can physically feel that it either got hotter or it got colder. And I know, I, I just, I don't know what to make of it. I think it's weird. It happens every time I go up there, no matter what. And it's like a wall of just either hot or cold. Once you past that certain point on the road and uh so that's probably the first thing that's that's thrown me off about it 
Um, another thing that's happened up there is one time I went up there and there's a little bit of hiking you can do over there, but it's not, there's like maybe it's less than a quarter mile worth of hiking. And, uh, so me and my buddy went up there to go hiking one time and we're walking around just having fun. We're catching up. We haven't seen each other in a while. And I'm standing on a rock and I look down and like I told you, the bushes here, the chaparral is about, I'm six foot four. And this stuff is usually a little bit over my head. It's like maybe seven foot somewhere around there, six and a half to seven foot. And, uh, so I, I can hear someone walking through the bushes and I can, I'm like, no one's up here. There's never anyone up here. I'm like the only person that comes up here. And if there's anyone up here, it's there with me. And I only had me and my buddy with me and I could hear something walking and I know it wasn't an animal. I, it was not, it wasn't on four legs. It was two legs. And I could hear it walking like a little bit below me. And I, like I said, the bushes are really tall, so I couldn't really see over them. But I'm standing on this rock. And keep in mind, I'm standing on the rock, and I still can't see over. It's really dense. I, I can't describe it really, but it's just really dense bushes that are really, they're mangled together. You can't see through it. Like if someone was on, inside the bush, like a foot away from you, you probably would barely be able to see them. And oh, that's only because you knew they were there. But I'm looking on, I'm on top of this rock and I'm looking down at where I'm hearing these footsteps and I can see that, that something is parting the bushes away. Like it's moving the bushes, the bushes are being moved and I can see like the top of some sort of a head. And I didn't have, my, this is where it gets weird. Cause I don't have, I didn't wear my glasses when I went up there and I have to use glasses to see a, a far distance. So I couldn't make out whether it was a hat, someone's head or what it was, but I could see it was someone's head or something's head walking like through the bushes and it was moving the bushes out of the way as it was going. And it was like a, a, a light to medium, like it was just a Brown, like a, a basic Brown tone. And I could barely see the top of whatever this thing's head was. I'm not saying it's Bigfoot because there's very few Bigfoot sightings out here, but it does have, it has been recorded. I think, uh, the, uh, what the Zubies is one of the ones that's been, uh, seen around here is the doctor who called them the Zubies and, and I won't go into it, but either way, and no, so go into I, it. I just, what, I, what is that? I've never heard well, of the that. Zubies, so uh, if, if you want to talk to Wes about it too, he knows more than I do, Wes Germer. But uh, there's a story in San Diego County of, of a, a doctor who on his property, he kept seeing these things that he called Zubies. It was Z-O-O-B-I-E-S. And what he was describing was essentially a Bigfoot. He said they were six and a half to like up to 10 feet tall, covered in hair, looked like a cross between a man and a mountain gorilla, like everyone says. And he called them, him and his family, they didn't know what they, didn't know what they were. This was like, I, I don't remember the date, but it was a while ago before Bigfoot became a big popular term. And uh, he called them Zubies. And one day, I guess a police officer pulled them over because the doctor was speeding down the road. So an officer pulled them over. And in the passenger seat, he had either a 44 Magnum or a 357 or some big handgun. And uh, the cop said, why do you have a handgun just sitting there? And he's like, oh, it's for the Zubies. And it was, he carries a gun around. And in Sandy, I don't know if you've been here, but we have the strictest gun laws in the entire country. Well, Chicago is probably worse, but either way, we have really strict gun laws down here. So you can't just have a, a 44 laying in your passenger seat as you're speeding down the road. You'd, I'd be thrown in jail for that. But either way, he says it's for the Zubies. And then he goes on to tell the officers about what they look like, six and a half to 10 foot tall, covered in hair. It looks like a cross between a gorilla and a man. And he says that him and his family deal with it or they dealt with it while they, I don't know if they're, he's still alive or what, but he called them Zubies. And that was in San Diego County, which is where I live in Southern California. That's really and interesting. So, and, and this happened before this, this, the, the encounter I'm describing where I saw the, the creature or the person parting the bushes and I could barely just see the top of their head. Like when I say the top of your, of their head, whatever it was, like when you're looking at someone, I, I could barely see the very, very top. I couldn't tell. It didn't look like a cone to me or a conical shape or anything like that, but it was just, I could tell it was the top of whatever was moving through the bushes. And I knew that it was on two feet because it definitely was not, it definitely was not walking on four feet. And it was too, even if it was what creature other than someone that's walking upright, either a person or a Bigfoot or something is six and a half to seven foot tall and is peering. I'm six foot four and I don't, peer over those bushes and this thing's top of this thing's head was just almost parallel with the bushes just maybe an inch or two above where the bush line like stopped and uh that kind of plays into the next thing because another time i was up there with a different friend and this this happened this one i remember specifically because it was a lot different than than <laughs> than the last one this one's kind of freaked me out so we were up there and we're just hanging out i think we this was maybe two years ago if I remember correctly. And, um, 
we were me and my buddy were up there we were we, we had a couple beers um and we had like we brought a six pack with us and we were just sitting there looking at the sky and uh talking and catching up and whatnot and i hear what sounds like similar to what i said before like a woman screaming almost it was like a really loud so if you look off behind where we were looking it overlooks a lake and like a a mountain range and there's a lot of rock on there's a lot of like rock on the mountain and it's it's the same thing it's just bushes very little trees just a lot of dense bush and i i was we were facing the opposite way looking at the city and that scene with the lake and all and the mountain range and everything was behind us from that direction from behind us closer to the lake and uh, the mountain range and everything i heard and this was before i got into bigfoot so i had no idea what this was but I heard just a really loud, really high pitched, just screech come from like down in that valley of the mountain range, like right below mm, 200 yards as the crow flies. Like if you weren't walking just 200 yards straight as down where I heard it. And, uh, I turned to my buddy and I asked him like, dude, did you hear that? And he says, no, I didn't. And he answered so quickly and it was just a, a straight up. No, I didn't. And I, he never, he won't, tell me to this day whether he he still says that he didn't hear it but i know he did he just he's he's the same way as as i described my stepfather he doesn't believe in any of this type of stuff if i try talking if i try to talk to him about this kind what dogman bigfoot ufos paranormal anything he's like dude shut up i don't want to hear it and so he just denied it but that we we so we walked down after we heard that 30 minutes later we start walking back down to my car and i can hear what we we kept hearing what sounded like someone pacing us back and they were walking through all the bushes. So I kept hearing something walking. Now, granted, I couldn't tell if this was on two legs or four legs this time. It it didn't I couldn't I couldn't differentiate whether it was on two or four because I could barely hear it and I was I was my buddy was talking and I was trying to listen because I, I heard that scream earlier and I was kinda of freaked out. I was like, I don't know what that is. So I'm listening and I can hear something kinda of walking through the bushes next to us. And um Eventually me and my buddy get like halfway to my car and then he starts to hear the walking too. And as soon as he heard it for the first time, he turns to me and he looks at me and we just lock eyes dead on. And he says, I heard that. And I was like, okay, good. You're finally starting to see that something's not right here. So we keep walking and eventually out of nowhere, both of us just get this feeling. And I know he got the feeling too, because I turned to him and I said, dude, I think we should run. And at that point, both of us, we just dropped the six. I feel bad for littering, but I picked it up the next day. I dropped the six pack and I just, we both just booked it back to my car, got in my car and went home because whatever it was, I just had a feeling. I didn't even turn around. I didn't want to know. I didn't want to look. I just said, you know what? Let's get out of here, man. And we just sprinted the rest of the way to my car, which was maybe 300 feet away. It wasn't that far. We just sprinted the rest, rest of the way to the car, got in and sped home. And that was, that was that. Hmm. And then carrying on with that one is another night I was parked down the road from this same mountain and I heard that scream again. It was, I was a lot farther away, so it was more distant, but I heard a really loud, really high pitched scream come from the same direction over near that lake and that mountain range. I was on, I was, I was really far away so I could barely hear it, but I was sitting in my car. I live right next to this mountain. So that's why I'm I'm in that area. So I'm sitting in my car and I think I was smoking a cigarette at the time and I'm just sitting there and I hear that. And I was like, no way, no way did I just hear that again. And it, at this point I had been looking into the Bigfoot stuff. And that was actually, when I heard that, that was maybe like a, like a year ago. And I remember I was listening to a podcast and then I remember hearing that. And that's what made me email you. So I was like, you know, I should, I should try and talk to Tony or Wes or someone like that just because I had no idea what that was at the time, but now that I'm older, it's, it, it's nothing that I, I've heard cougars scream. I've heard bobcats. I've heard coyotes, all that stuff, all the, the local, uh, uh, animals around this area. I know what they sound like. And that it was nothing like that. And it was way too loud for a human to have made. So I really can't, I, I don't want to say that it was Bigfoot because I don't know, but it was weird. And it was, it was an odd experience for sure. I don't want to say it was Bigfoot, but it was Bigfoot. <laughs> essentially oh man yeah i mean because like when you saw the head above the i guess we'll just call it bushes the really tall bushes i mean you're six four these things are like seven foot and you saw the top of a head yeah. i mean what else could that be i mean it, i mean when you see that's, something that's like that it. i mean it doesn't it yeah. confirm what your your stepfather the story he told you and it's like okay well these things are probably in this area 
Yeah, and and that's that's the thing too that that really gets me is I've lived here, I've lived in this exact same place for my entire life. I'm 21 right now, and I've lived in this place for my entire life, and I never ever had the the thought that those type of things were in my area until I heard his story, and I got older. I started listening to to all these different podcasts and looking at these things online, and I was like, wow, they're everywhere. Like a lot of the people that uh, call themselves researchers or whatnot say they're a stone's throw away. You think that you have to go out into the, the middle of the forest in Oregon or Washington or somewhere to see a Bigfoot. They're right in your back door. Like they're right, they're everywhere. And they're the, I, yeah, it was just weird for me. It was odd. Yeah. I mean, they, they really are. I mean, they, they people think that, you know, like you, like uh, the guy who I interviewed earlier today, he was talking about how he always thought they were in the Pacific Northwest. And, uh, yep. you know, that's a common thing. A lot of people think that. Uh, I thought that for a long time. And in 2015, when I started really looking into this topic out of, you know, pure curiosity of, is this thing real? I started seeing more and more reports on the East Coast and, you know, in Pennsylvania. And I'm like, what? Really? You know? And so, (laughs) like, that's when I started really getting deep into it. And uh, I spent about, I don't know, about two years really getting into, um, looking into the idea of Bigfoot and I started my uh, Facebook group and all that stuff. And then, you know, it was like two years later, I finally went public with how I am with the whole Bigfoot thing and all this stuff. Like nobody in my real life knew anything about this except for my wife and my parents. Nobody. Wow. I kept it all on the, on the wraps. I had this online, you know, Pennsylvania Sasquatch research Facebook group that was growing. I had like over a thousand people in the group and nobody in my real life knew anything that I did. Uh, wow. I'm not sure if I ever showed this on the show, but I'll, I'll share it now. <laughs> I was, um, I was actually, uh, I'm a truck driver and I get back at my terminal at the end of the day and I get out of my truck and I'm walking inside to do my paperwork. And this guy that, uh, uh, he's walking in as well. He's a truck driver. He says to me, yo. And I said, what? And he goes, you believe in Bigfoot? And my face got so serious. My smile ju- just like jumped off my face. And I looked at him. I said, why are you asking me that? And because I keep everything quiet and secret. And uh, he's like, I saw one of your videos talking about Bigfoot. And I said, Jay, how'd you see one of my videos talking about Bigfoot? Where did you see it? And he's like, he's like, I don't know, Facebook. I said, Jay, that's impossible. You can't find me on Facebook talking about Bigfoot. And he's like, well, I saw it somewhere. And I was like, no freaking way. Because everybody has that one guy in their life. Yeah, it's like everybody has that one guy in their life that if you had a secret, you would never tell that person. And Jay is that guy. Like if you want a secret, <laughs> you don't tell Jay because he'll tell everybody. I said, Jay, please don't tell anybody. And he's like, what, yeah. what's the big deal? And I'm like, please, Jay, just don't tell anybody. He's like, well, no, I'm not going to promise that. I'm like, oh crap. And so that's what oh, I was like. Yeah. I was like, well, I guess it's time to come out. And actually Dave Groves was on my show sharing his Bigfoot encounter in North Northwest Pennsylvania. And him and I are really good friends. I remember that day that that happened. I got in my car and I called Dave. I'm like, Dave, I'm freaking out, man. And he's like, well, it is what it is. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, but, I'm, I'm, I, I'm the same way where, but I, I tell people just because I, I, I was really excited when you emailed me back because I haven't had anyone in, in life, in my, in, in general, other than online and whatnot, but I don't, I have never met another person who like, or talked with another person who believes in this kind of stuff, because as soon as I bring it up, people don't want to hear it. As soon as I mention the word, Bigfoot, Dogman, Sasquatch, UFOs, you just get the classic eye roll and they look the other way and no one wants to hear about it. And it just, that's why I appreciate your show and, and Sasquatch Chronicles and all the other ones and, and Vic Cundiff and everything, because you guys give, give everyone who's, who believes and, and, and knows or, or has seen or has an encounter with these, these beings, you give them a, a place where they can share and they can talk about it. And it means a lot to a lot of people. I mean, I've never had like a crazy face-to-face with a Bigfoot encounter or anything, but just being able to talk about it is, is, is nice because so little people are open to the idea of it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, when I was, you know, for lack of better terms, in hiding in my real life with what, I mean, it was torture <laughs> for me because it was, it was like, everybody knows I'm really into basketball, the NBA. I, I mean, I coached college basketball. Uh, I, I love the sport. And so, you know, everybody wants to talk to me about basketball in my real life, you know, cause that's my thing. But like my thing that I was really, really into, I could, I couldn't talk to anybody about it. And 
it was shortly after my the guy at work found out about it. I was talking to one of my friends and I told him, I said, Hey man, I need to just talk to you about something real quick. And he's like, what? And I said, um, you know, do you believe in ghosts? I started out with that. And he's like, well, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I said, well, listen, I got to tell you, man, um, I'm really into Bigfoot. And he kind of laughed. And I said, um, you know, I, I've built up a little bit of a reputation for myself online. And, uh, you know, I'm just, I forget how I, I worded it, but he was like, he was pretty chill about it. But since then, him and I talked to each other maybe twice. And him and I were really good friends. And we talked to each other all the time and uh, multiple yeah. times a week. And, and we talked to each other maybe twice since then. And uh, so, that, I mean, that's a bad side of it. But at the same time, I had another friend who's one of my best friends. I told him and he laughed at me and he laughed and laughed. And he's at my house. He was, he was downstairs in the, in the living room. He's just laughing his head off. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to feed the fire. So I went downstairs and brought out, I, brought, I went in my basement and pulled up, uh, brought up some of my Bigfoot casts that I have. And I showed him, I said, look, this is a Bigfoot cast. And I showed him the dermal ridges on it. And I, I started showing him all this different stuff. I showed him photographs that I have, have of Bigfoot from uh, Paul Freeman's collection. And, um, yeah. and he's like, he, he's kind of stopped laughing. Like he was still laughing, but he, he realized that I was dead serious. And uh, him and I talk all the time still. And, you know, he, he was absolutely accepting of it. So it all depends on, you know, who the people are and stuff, you know. And, and the bottom yeah, line yeah, is yeah. It's, it's not that's not your problem. You know what I mean? And that's one thing that I learned. No, like, no. like you, you are who you are. And if people can't accept you for who you are, that's not your problem. And that's their problem. Exactly. So, uh, I encourage everybody to just be yourself, but, uh, kind of taking it back to, uh, what you were talking about. Actually, let me just tell you real quick. You should go out to the, uh, Inter international Bigfoot conference up in Washington, uh, later this year. I thought about that. I thought about that, but, uh, I was going to tell you when we got, when we finished, uh, the show later i was going to say that uh i'm actually at the end of this month i'm moving to colorado uh i've i've like i said earlier i've, I've lived here my whole life so i'm moving out to colorado and i plan to do a lot of of hiking and, and actually looking for sasquatch and bigfoot up in the the rockies and whatnot just because i know that that's a lot more it's it's a lot more suitable habitat i guess you could say for uh for that kind of stuff than um than here in southern california so yeah i was i was if i ever find anything while i'm out there I'm, I'm gonna let you know for sure awesome man yeah i mean that that's an area i would love to live out that way uh it's so beautiful yeah so beautiful uh yeah around around here our mountains are the appalachian mountain which is like um a really big hill for most parts of the country yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but yeah. uh you know i want to ask you a question you know when you were yeah. Uh, with your friend and you said you dropped a six pack and you ran, uh, were you into yep. Bigfoot at that time? Were you like looking into the topic when you did that? No. So, so the, when that time, the, so the first time that I heard when me and my buddy were up there and, and we, we, uh, had a couple beers and we were walking down that time at that point, that was maybe two, three years ago. If I remember correctly, I don't remember the dates at all. I'm, I'm bad with dates. I just, I don't really care. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, it, that I wasn't into Bigfoot at the time. And that's why I kind of brushed it off after that. Like I, I, I don't, I, that one, I didn't even think about that until like a year and a half ago when I did get into, into this topic. And then like less than after I had gotten into the topic, that's when I heard this, the scream a second time. Um, and, and that was when I was parked down the street from the mountain and I heard that, that scream, but it was a lot farther off. And that's what made me made me key into wow is there is there something going on here because there's a lot that goes on at not on that mountain that's not, like i you just it's just a weird place it has a weird feeling to it and uh i was like is that what's going on like is there is there something up there that i've just never paid attention to until now but i've never found any any evidence like i've never seen a track up there i've never seen like a, 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 a any branches broken in the same direction or anything all i've all i've heard is i've heard the screams and then I've seen whatever that thing was that was walking. I, I can't say that was a Bigfoot, but I've, that was all that I've encountered out here, I guess you could say. All right. Uh, when you took off and you ran like that, though, did you hear anything you know, coming after you, like pacing you still? Or did you just kind of leave it in, his du in the no. dust? So when, yeah, I, we, I didn't hear anything after. It was like, and it was like when, what people say, like once, once that fear takes in, you almost are, it's fight or flight. And we chose flight that time. We were like, I don't want to, I don't even want to see it. So at that point I was so focused on running to the car and getting my, and not fumbling with my keys 
because I my car I don't have like the button where I can push it and then unlock the doors. I have to I have to get in. I have to put my key in, unlock my door, then reach over and unlock the passenger passenger door. So my entire focus was just I got to get to the car and open the doors for us so we can get the hell out of here. Sorry. Uh, so we can get out of here because I didn't I I didn't hear anything. I didn't look back. Nothing like that. I just we just left. Okay, gotcha. So let's just take a break right now, and when we come back, we will wrap up the show with Jake. Episode 17, Touching a Bigfoot, and you're listening to The Confessionals with Tony. So I always wonder, you know, when people run, uh, if they actually hear something chasing them. Because, I mean, if something something's escorting you out and you take off, I would imagine underneath that kind of motivation... Well, I mean, if it's escorting you and not hunting you, uh, I, yeah, I would, I would yeah, imagine I maybe, right. it, you know, it mission accomplished. You know, it was escorting you out and you took off running so you're going the direction they want you to go cool uh you know yeah. but i mean then you hear some stories like oh man it was early early in the confessionals days before i went podcast <laughs> uh i had a U- I, well i still have the youtube channel but on uh, the Confe- or the pennsylvania sasquatch research youtube channel uh i had a playlist called the confessionals where i had people who were in pennsylvania who had bigfoot encounters come on and share and that's where it all started. And so one of the ladies who came on, she talked about how her and her her daughter, her boyfriend, and her brother were fishing in the Allegheny River. And they started having rocks thrown at them. And it was getting to the point where they're like, you know, scared. Like, they're like, okay, we got to get out of here because these rocks are coming in heavy. And as they're leaving, they are being escorted the whole way. And they're like kind of running, getting out of there. And so in that instance, uh, it, the escorting didn't stop when they were running. And actually, she was knocked in the back of the head and knocked clean out. She, wow. she wakes up to hearing, uh, wakes up to her boyfriend and brother help picking her up to help her into the pickup truck to get out of there. And they didn't know wow. what this was until uh, their, her daughter is a little girl. And she was talking about the, I think she said the monkey or something like that playing peekaboo with her behind the tree. And she's like, what are you talking about? And, and so she that showed same day. that same, that when they were there, when they had the rock throwing. Wow. And, and so wow. she drew a picture of what she saw and it, it looks like a Bigfoot. If you, if you, if you have Bigfoot on the brain, it looks like a Bigfoot. Uh, but her daughter yeah. drew that picture. And uh, so that's when you start connecting the dots and it's like, so she's running. It's still pursuing them. And either she gets hit in the head with a rock or may, I can't remember. I, for some reason, I feel like I remember her saying she was hit and I'm not sure if it was hit by like it, like it walked up or ran up and hit her. Right. I'm not sure if it actually physically, wow. you know, flesh to flesh hit her or if it just took a rock that yeah. it was throwing and hit her. I can't remember. I have to go back and listen to it. But I took that. I took those things off of YouTube um, because I had made it available for my members at one point. But now that I don't have the memberships on the website, I should probably put it, put it up somewhere for people to hear. Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd listen to that one for sure. Yeah, and they were the the quality wasn't like it is now. I mean, I I <laughs> yeah. literally all I did was I had an app on my phone that I could record my phone call with somebody, and I would record and I would call them up and say, "Share your story," and they talk, and they would say, "Okay, thank you very much," and that was it. That's all I did, and I, <laughs> and I put it in video form and put it on YouTube. I didn't have more much formalities. Yeah, no, I, I, and I was doing it intentionally that way. I didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't want to interview people because to be honest with you, I didn't think I could interview people. I thought I'd be a bad interviewer. Yeah. And, uh, so I was like, well, let me just have people share their stories and I'm not going to interject. I'm not going to butt in. I'm just going to let them share their story. Thank you very much. Have a good night. And that was it. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. you know, obviously things have changed and I'm, <laughs> I'm doing more conversations with people and stuff like that. So, uh, come a long yeah. way. Yeah. 
But uh, so, all right. So we covered a lot of different things here. And, you know, let me ask you just your gut feeling before we get out of here. The experiences you've had on that mountain. Do you think it was mm-hmm. Bigfoot? I know you keep saying you don't want to say it's Bigfoot, but in your heart of hearts, uh, what else could it be if it wasn't Bigfoot? What are your thoughts, man? Yeah, and I've thought about it a lot just because, especially within the last year or so, because it's now that I've 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 listened to so much and heard so many encounters and, and just researched it so much that I know a lot more about the subject than I did before. But I... I, I don't want to say it is simply for the fact that it's not a very common thing to be reported down here, especially in the area of San Diego that I'm in. Southern California does have its its woods. In fact, two hours away from me is a place called Idlewild, where uh, there's been a lot of encounters and reports of, of Sasquatch up there. That's some, that's a place that I've, I've wanted to go to. But in my specific area, it's a lot more, it's, it's city. It's not country at all. It's, it's really urban and city. So it, it, it's conflicting with me because I, I want to say it is just because of the, 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 the behavior, but I don't want to say it is just because where would it hide? Like there's seven foot tall bushes out there, but there's no big trees. There's, there's nothing like that, but it was right near a lake. And it was also, there's deer out there. There's plenty of food. Um, I mean, it, it could, it could have been. And personally, I think it, I, I say it is just because it fits the category better than anything else. Like nothing, it's not going to be a coyote. It's not going to, there's no bears here. It's not a deer. It's not a cougar. It wasn't a person. And and that was the thing too is I forgot to mention actually when I was standing on that rock and I and I saw the thing moving, I called out to it. I said, "Hey!" I was yelling out, "Hey, hello!" Like, "Is someone there? Who are you?" Blah blah blah. And there was no response. It didn't even whatever it was didn't even even pause to like like if if it was a person and I had called out, they would have done a couple of things. They either would have said, "Hey, it's just I'm just walking out here." Blah blah, which would have been weird to be walking through that 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 bush it's really thick the it's it's got like uh spikes and and it's just it's not fun to walk through and stickers and everything and he would have either called out he would have either stopped looked at me and ran or he would have come up to us like he wouldn't have just kept walking and completely ignored that there was two people there you know what i mean and it just it was just an odd i I completely forgot to mention that i had called out because that was one of the main things that i i I thought about i was like if it was a person they would have and i called out they would have done the behavior is just off for a person so let me ask you a real quick question here uh in pennsylvania we have lots of caves there's tons of caves everywhere it's just the way pennsylvania is formed uh is there any you know caves and stuff out that way or is it not really that kind of area for caves um not not that I know of, but the thing about, and this is the other thing that about California and, and especially Southern California is there's out here in this state, like I was saying about the gun laws and everything, this state has more red tape and more legal stuff you have to go through to go anywhere. Like that mountain, technically, I, I think that it's, it's accessed solely to the people who either work on the water tower or like it's a fire road like one of the two but it's not somewhere that like you're supposed to technically be but the people that live in the area know it's there and a lot of people every once in a while someone goes up there i take people up there my friends and whatnot but it's it's there's not a lot of places where you can like do you can just you can't just walk out and then there's like a forest or there's like a a plane that you can walk across or something like that it's there's so much there's fences everywhere there's barbed wire there's no trespassing signs there's federal property everywhere. So it's, it's, I don't think there's any caves. And if there is, I, I've never seen one on the mountain. I've never seen anything like that, but that actually mentioning that there's one other thing that I wasn't going to say, but it, I mean, it, cause it's, I know it, it was a person, but it was just really weird is, uh, this happened on the mountain too. mountain too is, um, I've seen a, one guy go up there. I, I don't see people up there often, like very, very rarely. And, uh, I saw a guy walk up one time and I was, I was up there and I was just, I, it was after work and it was during the summer. So the, the sun's out to like seven thirty eight ish around here. And, uh, I was walking up there, I was smoking a cigarette and just, just walking around, getting my mind off things. And, uh, this guy walks up and he, his clothes are dirty. They're tattered. He's got holes in his shirt, holes on the knees of his pants. He's dirty. His shoes are really like messed up and they look old. And he's like mumbling to himself. Like, I, I think he was saying cuss words. I'm not really sure. I couldn't make it out exactly, but he was, he was mumbling a lot and he was like angry. And I always carry a knife on me just because I can't carry a gun. So I'm going to carry something. And, uh, I actually had my hand on my knife cause this guy was really, I'm six foot four. I'm not, I'm not a very big, like heavy dude. I'm, I'm pretty skinny. I'm like one sixty, I think, but 
I, I most people want, don't really mess with me, but this guy was just weird. And uh, I saw him walking up there, and he's like, he's like, how, he he said some stuff to me. I think he asked me like, how you doing? And I was like, I'm doing fine, man. And then he kept walking. He's like, I, I just come up here to vent. And I was like, yeah, I get you, bud. And then he just walked off, and I left. And then another time, I came up there, and I saw the same guy. And there's a rock pile. I can send you a picture, actually. Next time I go up there, I'll uh, take a picture of this rock pile, and I'll send it to you. But there's a pile of rocks that has clearly been placed. And I, I, I always assume that it was just some, some kids up there that came up one time and were messing around. They put all these rocks up there or something like that. Um, but there's these rocks that are, like, piled on top of each other. And I walked up there, and the same guy, he was, was still wearing tattered clothes. I'm not sure if he's a homeless guy that lives up there or what, because I've never – I've only seen him twice. And – he was messing, he was kneeling down, he was, both of his knees were on the ground, and he was like, uh, not digging, but he was like moving the rocks and like placing one on top of it, and I walked up, and then he turned around, and then he like really quickly like looked back at the rock and like put another rock on top of it, and then I walked past him, and then when I walked back the same way, I didn't see him again, and I didn't want to go mess with those rocks just because I don't know if, I, I didn't know what it was, I wasn't sure if, if he buried something there, if it was some sort of ritual I had no idea. I didn't want to mess with the rocks, but I'll go back up there and take a picture because I should in, investigate, but I, I just don't want to get into any like bad mojo or anything like that. But yeah. that was another weird thing that's happened up there. Yeah, you don't want anybody's bad juju. I mean, that's... Uh... Exactly. Yeah. And I, it sounds weird, but I kind of thought like maybe it was some sort of a, a, a ritual of some sort, and I don't. I, if I move the rock, bad luck's going to be cursed on me or something. I'm just a superstitious person, so I didn't... I didn't want to mess with it. I was like, you know what? There's no no reason to move the rocks or anything. I'm not going to touch it. But I've only seen that guy up there two times, and I go up there on a weekly basis. So I don't see him often. All right. Well, Jake, listen, man, I really appreciate you coming on here and sharing these uh, stories with us. It's pretty interesting, uh, some of the experiences you've had. I mean, I know you haven't had a direct sight like you saw his its face or anything, but you you have some experience yeah. there uh, that, you know, for anybody who has Bigfoot on the brain, they're like, well, clearly it's a Bigfoot, you know? So I really appreciate you uh, I, coming forward and sharing. Yeah, I, I actually have one other thing, if you have time, that I, oh, can, yeah, absolutely. I can go into. Let's do it. Let's do it. So this one happened very recently. This was maybe, I, I don't remember if I sent you an email saying that this happened or not, or if I was, I was just going to save it for when we, when we, when we chatted, but, uh, um, maybe two months ago or something, I have the video on my phone actually, or, or a picture of what, what I, what happened. So I was in my house and no one else was home. Uh, my parents were gone. My brother was gone. Little sister was gone. It was just me. And I was, uh, watching TV and drinking a beer and I was sitting on the, on the couch out, out there. And, uh, I turned off the TV and I walked in, I started walking towards my room. And if you walk from the, our living room, like we live in a mobile home, so it's not very big. So like the, the kitchen and the living room just has a wall that separates it. So I was on one side of the wall in the living room and on the opposite side of the wall is the, the kitchen. And uh, I'm walking around the wall to head towards the kitchen and then proceed to go to my room because I was going to bed. And uh, keep in mind, no one was home and I was just in the living room. So I'm walking back, and just as I pass the kitchen, I hear what I know for a fact was the sound of my mom and her husband laughing. Like, I could hear them laughing clear as day in the living room where I just was, where I just turned off the TV, just stopped the light, and I was going into my room. I passed the kitchen, and I heard my mom and her husband, both of their laughs. And I'm, I'm, I'm hanging around them a lot, and I know what they sound like, and I know for sure clear as day. That's what I heard. I didn't have, I didn't get a video of that, but I got a video later after that happened. I, I took a video explaining what was happening because I didn't want to forget about it. Um, and then, so I heard them laugh and then I walked, instead of going to my room, I was like, what in the heck was that? So I start walking back towards the kitchen because the kitchen, if you loop, it's like a circle. If you go from the living room and you turn into the kitchen, you can go all the way back around and, and just loop around into the living room and the kitchen over and over. So I'm going through the kitchen, heading towards the living room. And I hear like, like a, like a tapping in, in the roof, like on the, on the roof, I could hear like a, like a quick, like tap, 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 like, like it was inside of the insulation or, or inside of the roof, not on top, but inside of the building, like inside of, of the frame, I could hear something tapping on like down towards me, like just above where I was, it was just tap, 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 tap. And then and that was, that was maybe 10 seconds after I heard what sounded like my mom and her husband laugh. And then I heard the tapping and I was like, okay, I'm just not going to mess with this. I'm just going to go to bed. So 
and I was like, yeah, I'll tell Tony about it because I did, I'm going to talk to him in a couple weeks anyway. So I went back into my room and that was the end of that. But that was my ghost encounter. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess you, you never had any kind of inkling that anything like that happened before this, right? There's no, 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 this was, this was, I mean, our house, if you leave the windows open, like all the windows or, or a few of them, certain windows, it'll blow like, like cabinet doors open and whatnot like that. And I know that that's what's causing it. But this was the first time in my life that I had had something happen where there's no, there was no one else home. The TV was off. It, it was clear. I know it was clearly my mom and her husband's laughter and it was, yeah, it was the first time that I'd ever had any sort of a ghost thing or anything like that happen. And definitely in this house for sure. Did you happen to tell your mom and ask her her thoughts on it? No, I know my mom's a pretty open person. I've told my mom about how I'm into to Bigfoot. I told her that I was actually going to talk to you on the phone today um, and whatnot. And she knows that I'm into that kind of stuff, but she's not like a, if I tell her, she'll just be like, she'll just say something like, Oh, that's interesting. Or if she's not really going to care, she's not going to say like, you didn't hear anything, blah, blah, blah. Cause she respects what I say and she understands that I'm not going to like lie to her like that. And, um, but I, I didn't tell her just because in all honesty, it, I wasn't scared. Like it, I didn't get scared. I was just kind of like, well, that happened. And then I just went to bed because I didn't get any sort of like ominous feeling or I didn't feel threatened or in danger or anything like that. I just, I, I was like, well, that was really, really weird. And I'm not sure what caused it, but I had work in the morning and I just went to bed. I don't really care. Well, I mean, is your mom the kind of person that she experienced something she would tell you? Yes. And my mom has told me in the past that she's had like ghost experiences. I believe one time uh, when I was younger, uh, I had, we had gotten home. She had picked me up from school and I had got, I'd, I'd walked up into the house and she hadn't even opened her door. She, she, you know, when you, when you open a car door and you, the front, when you pull the lever or whatever it is, it, it, un, it unlatches, but you have, you've pushed the door open. Right. Right. So she had, she had unlatched the door and before she didn't even start pushing it before she started pushing it. The door just opened like not fast, but not slow. It was a, a steady, like almost like you would like uh, how you would like regularly open a car door. Like you're not going to like slam it out super fast and you're not going to go super slow. Just a nice gentle motion of opening the door. All she did was unlatch it. And it wasn't like on a downhill. It wasn't like she was sloped so that the door swung open. It was like someone had, after she unlatched it, pushed the door open but the only other person in the car was me. And at the time I had already gotten out of the car and walked into the house. And that was the only thing that she's ever told me that she's had. So I know she's open to the idea and whatnot, but I don't think that she really like dwells on it. It's not like an interest like me when that kind of stuff happens. I'm usually like, that's why I took, I, I took a video of me explaining what happened. It was just a, a black video of me describing what happened because I don't want to forget. And I wanted to make sure that I, I could tell you the story. And, um, I, but it wasn't like any, there was no bad feelings or anything like that. And I, yeah, that was it. All right. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's interesting. I mean, to hear their voices though, cause that's something that you're not going to mistake. You're not going to, you know, think, think, exactly. Oh, that's my mom. And it's really just a neighbor outside on the porch kind of thing. Yep. 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 That, that's just kind of yep. hard to mistake, you know, who's there and all that stuff. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's interesting though. I mean, the fact that you've never had any experience beforehand and I'm assuming not after, uh, if you have any other experience yep. with that and stuff, just let me know. I mean, I'd be interested in hearing about it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. All right, man. Well, Jake, I really appreciate you coming on and talking to me tonight. And uh, my, you know, shoot me an email anytime you have to share anything with me. I would love to hear from you. All right, definitely, Tony. Thanks for having me on, man. And if I have anything else, I'll uh, definitely let you know. Right on, brother. I'll talk to you. Well, that's the show, everybody. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did enjoy it, go to iTunes and leave a rating and review. I bet some of you might have thought that I forgot to do that at the beginning of the show, but I'm going to try putting it on the end of the show to help alleviate the congestion on the front of the show. So this week's iTunes rating and review shoutouts is Sasquatch Truth, Robin TR, KM Davis, JF123, JAG66-2014, Dante88, and Gum on Key. Thanks so much for going to iTunes and leaving that rating review. If you don't have iTunes and you still want to help support the show, 
Go ahead and share this show's link on social media. That helps a ton. The show will grow by you doing that. Now, moving on to this week's Patreon shoutouts. These are people who go to patreon.com forward slash the confessionals and sign up to become a patron and help support the show on a monthly basis. There's a lot of great rewards that are involved with that. You get to actually see me record the shows that people will hear in the future live right there on video. And on top of that, there's also the shoutouts that you get every week that when you sign up, you get a shout out on the following week's show. There's a lot of great stuff that come with becoming a patron. So if you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash the confessionals. And this week's shout outs is Maynard W, Emma, Catherine M, Ralph and Nicole Z, James L, Robin D, and Eric G. Thank you so much for becoming a patron and helping support the show. It means to me a lot because you guys actually believe in what I'm doing here. I've been in contact with each and every one of you. I've sent you all messages on Patreon. So go ahead and check your message box. And if you want, go ahead and friend request me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash TB Merkel. Because once you do that and we're friends, I can add you to the secret Facebook group, which is a lot of fun as well. So with that said, friends, I hope you enjoyed the show. Take care. Stay safe this week. And remember, the truth will set you free. But first, it will piss you off.